Hey everybody, Roland Frazier here, and I'm really excited. Jay Abraham and I wrote a book. Tony Robbins uh, wrote the introduction. Also, Damon John wrote uh, the foreword. Gino Wickman from EOS wrote the preface. It is a very cool book. And to launch it, Jay and I have created a series of video interviews with him and me talking about different chapters. So we wanted to share this with you on social and on our podcast so that you were able to participate and kind of see what was going on behind the scenes. So these are videos and clips where I'm talking with Jay about introducing each chapter or each section of the book. So you'll hear us talk about the book, but we still wanted to share them here because I think there's some good insights, some good stories, and some good takeaways for you. So enjoy and understand that anytime I'm talking about a section of the book or the book, uh, it's because these are the videos that go on the front of each video training related to the book. We just wanted to share the takeaways and kind of the conversational back and forth with Jay and me with you guys. I hope you enjoy it. And now it's going to play. Okay. So in the first chapter of part two, where we're talking about growing and scaling businesses, Jay's going to go into the details of your moonshot, how you can achieve maximum growth. And just to kind of get you guys warmed up for the chapter, I thought there was nothing better, or we thought there was nothing better than from you to hear it from the man himself. So Jay, talk to us a little bit about what you're trying to convey here in this chapter, Moonshot, Achieving Maximum Growth, and yeah. what should people be thinking and anything you think they ought to be taking away from this? Well, I'll use a, I'm going to go back in time to when I used to be very, very big in this seminar business. And you probably know we did about a quarter billion dollars. So it was pretty significant. And we used to run ads all over. And it was a question. Why do some entrepreneurs make a hundred times more than others in the same business? And it's not their intellect. They can't be more intelligent. They don't really have always that much more capital. They just have a better strategy. They have better ways to get greater performance out of everything they do, everywhere they do it, everyone they do it with, every dollar they spend, every opportunity they have, every area they are able to leverage up. And that's really the essence of this is that it is not as hard as you think to create a far greater outcome, performance, result, sales. And more importantly, what I teach is a 10x bottom line is faster and easier to produce than even a 10x top line, although the top line will grow too. And the bottom line can free up so much greater cash flow, profit that you can use to do so much more, including accomplish and acquire more businesses. And I think it's just to break open your paradigm and see how much more is possible from you from whatever time, effort, opportunity you are willing to invest. And I think there's a bigger difference here that I'd like to challenge is there's a difference between investing for an inordinate return and spending as a as a speculator, I'm saying I don't want you to ever be a speculator. Maybe that's the essence, Roland. Why do we call it a moonshot? Well, because I mean, you can basically go over the top. I mean, there is a great quote from a famous marketing and advertising great. He said, if you set your sights on the moon and the stars, one thing is certain, you'll never end up with a handful of mud. And there's another quote that I love to use, and that is, that most people struggle with the wrong uh, the wrong question. They're obsessed thinking, am I worthy of this goal? Can I really make half a million, a million? Can I build an asset that will secure my future? Can I really do what Roland and Jay send over and over again and rinse and repeat? 
He said, when you realize how much more is really possible from time, effort, opportunity, assets, market, all kinds of things. The real question is not, am I worthy of this goal? It's the opposite. Is this minimal goal worthy of what I'm capable of, what the opportunity? And I want to blow your brain wide open and not just, I'm not about rah-rah motivation and positivity, although people get excited. I'm, I'm uh, introduced oftentimes, Roland, in, in an erroneous category. They said, oh, you're a motivator. And I say, no, not at all. But people get very motivated when they realize how much more they can accomplish for so much less. So uh, it's an indirect motivation. I think that's sort of the the integration of what I think that's supposed to really establish. So it's really about thinking bigger, this chapter? Thank you. Yeah, it's about thinking bitter, bigger, better, faster, safer, and uh, and having far more control. So it's not being controlled. It's controlling everything and getting the outcome you want, not the outcome that uh, that has seemed limited and possible only. It's about a much bigger, much bigger possibility in future. So how how do people when they're coming through this chapter thinking about how to think bigger? I know the next chapter is the mental models for thinking better, but when we're talking just really about this moonshot thinking bigger concept, how do you know, how, how do you know how big is big enough and how you're thinking too small? Uh, well, if you think about it, let's start with somebody who decides they want to work out, maybe lift weights and they never have before. So they can start with 110 pounds and they've never done it. And all of a sudden they start doing it and they get a, a pretty nice little muscle. And they go, well, that's pretty cool. Let's see what happens when I go to 160 pounds. So they get a bigger muscle. And then they go, wow, I'm going to go in the gym where they got really, I'm going to start doing like 200. I'm going to bench press and they get a bigger muscle. And I think you don't realize the economic muscle you're capable of building. Maybe that's a, a good metaphor. Okay. I like that. I, I One of my favorite things in uh, chatting with Arnold Schwarzenegger not long ago when I had a chance to interview him is he was training his calves and he said he was training his calves. I think it was like three or 400 pounds. And he was like, I am, you know, the man at three or 400 pounds. And he went to train in Australia, I think it was. And a guy there was doing calf raises with a thousand pounds. And he's like, I, he's like, it just totally blew my mind. I didn't even think it was possible. And then he got up and he did it. And it was just the fact that a, he saw somebody else do it, and B, that he had never even entertained the possibility that it was even physically possible to make it happen, and yet it was so easy. And I think that's kind of what we're saying here, right? Is that like that you can go significantly beyond where you are now and even yeah. beyond where you thought you could go if you just are aware that it is in fact possible. Yeah, absolutely. I lived originally when I was younger in Indianapolis, Indiana, the home of the Indy 500. And I'll never forget when I was leaving there back in the 70s, the record setting speed was about 156. Today, it's something like 256 because mm -hmm. they figured how to go faster and keep the car down and aerodynamic and more power and more navigability and different tires. And I think you have to realize there's tons more ways than you have been introduced to most probably in your world life to create 
growth, prosperity, profitability, wealth creation. And I think what we're trying to do is you're showing them, here's the asset you're going to start using to create wealth. I'm saying, here's the way you're going to blow that asset up so that the wealth keeps multiplying and then you're going to rinse and repeat. I think that's really cool. And I love what you were saying too, because I think it's just th this awareness factor. Like there's, there's two steps. There's one being the innovator. And then there's two being able to follow what the innovator has done because now you see it's possible. And we can go all the way back to Jesse Owens and say, nobody thought they could break the four minute mile. And then after he did, tons of people did it. You got yeah. Fosbury flop with the change of how he's going to clear the high jump bar. He changes the whole pattern. Nobody ever thought, well, what if you turned around backwards and went over that way? It's, that's crazy. And then he does it. And now everybody does that. And you look at the the models of social media and you know Facebook and Instagram and Uber and um, and Airbnb and all these guys created entirely new models of running businesses that allowed them to build huge 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 wealth and and grow exponentially. A lot of that's like just understanding that that model exists and isn't a lot of what you're doing here. Kind of saying, let me open your eyes to several different ways of thinking so that you don't have to be the innovator. You don't have to be the person that did that that first time. You just need to be aware of some of these things that are possible so that you can take, so that you can get the benefit of changing things to think that way or do that. Is that kind of? Yeah, then that's very well articulated. Thank you for that. I think it's that just because you haven't been too exposed to it, doesn't mean there aren't very, very powerful methodology that are not only existing, but are totally available to you that can that can uh, produce, you know, results outsized your even what your comprehension and and they're available to anybody. You don't have to be a big, you know, billion dollar corporation. I mean, you know, my and, and if you don't know it, I mean, Jesus, I have $50 billion of profit increases uh, that are estimated, not not revenue. And some of them, you know, some very well-known people and companies have used the same basic methodology that we have torqued down and distilled and we're sharing in this in this section. And they're, you know, they work for them just as well as a, a torqued down version will work for you. And you can do it as big as they do, too. I remember reading something and it said, are we saying that you're only going to do this? No, we're saying that it's been used to drive billions, but it can also be used to drive millions or hundreds of thousands. You start where you're comfortable and you just go as high as you want. And and the sky really is the limit. That's probably the message. What, what is, do you have a favorite story either in your own life or with somebody that you worked with on how this thinking bigger thing, like when you, had a big breakthrough in how to think bigger and to maybe take a moonshot or even a moonshot that you took that surprised the heck out of you? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, I mean, I've got many, but the first one was when I was young and I did Icy Hot when nobody knew what it was. And the guy that owned the product said, I believe we can get every radio station, television station, magazine and newspaper out there to want to run ads for us free and only get paid for the results. 
And I had been in the radio business and everything was paid. And I go, I don't think that'll happen. He goes, I'm going to prove to you it can happen. I'm going to find somebody that's doing it just to prove that it's out there. And he did. And he made them introduce themselves to me. And he made them show me exactly how I was doing. And I was shocked. And then he had them show me how I could do it. And we did. And all of a sudden, we had $150 million of advertising free and we went from 20,000 to back then 500,000 repeat buyers in a year and sold it for $60 million when that was about probably 500 million today. And I thought, man, I've been really, really limiting my sense of possibility. And that was a breakthrough for me. So what we really want for you guys as you're going through this chapter is to think about how can you think bigger and think about some of the processes uh, that are described and some of the things that we talk about as far as case studies and business models, how you can think bigger too. Jay, what do you want to leave people with as they start in this chapter that's going to really get them to stick with it and get to the finish of it? I think the most important thing that they should learn from both you and I, but def definitely in this chapter, is that there's nothing we are sharing that is theoretical. There's nothing we are sharing that hasn't been applied, not just once, but over and over again. There's nothing I am sharing, nothing you're sharing. We haven't done repetitively, and there's nothing we are sharing that you can't do yourself. And it's been presented to you in the simplest, most, most clear-cut, step-by-step way. It's not abstract. It's not teasery. It's very clearly explained. We have many examples and it's real and it's real. And if you believe it's real, it will be real if you are willing to act upon it, but it's all been done. I love it. Okay, guys. So get into this part of the training. This is Moonshots, Achieving Maximum Growth. We'll see you in the next one. Hey, Roland Frazier here. If you're looking for a way to grow your business exponentially, to get more customers and ultimately increase your wealth, there's no faster way to do it than to acquire other businesses that already have the customers, products, services, teams, and media that you want. If you want to double your sales, just acquire a company that has the same sales as yours. It sounds simple, but far too many people end up starting new businesses that fail and forget that they could skip all the hard stuff and just acquire one that already exists. There's a reason why private equity firms, family offices, big companies like Apple, Google, and some of the smartest entrepreneurs on the planet do not start new businesses from scratch. They acquire already successful businesses. And when they do it, they instantly increase their sales, their profits. If they want market share, they increase that. They can get new products and services to offer all instantly. Hey, look, 90% of new businesses fail. 90%. Why not acquire an already successful business and increase your chances of success by 900%? What most people don't realize is you can acquire highly profitable businesses with no money out of your own pocket in pretty much any country in the world, regardless of your credit and without having to go find a bunch of investors or needing any experience. Look, I've been acquiring businesses for over 30 years now, and I cover the whole process in my epic investing strategy training, and I want to give it to you 100% free. Just visit businesslaunchpodcast.com forward slash epic to get your free access to my epic investing training right now while it's available.